discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. take your seats in heavenly places you are welcome to faith at seven wow and it's faith at seven because i'm going to be sharing on the subject of faith hallelujah and seven means 7 p.m the meeting starts at 7 p.m every sunday night that i'm available hallelujah so wherever you are we are going to be sharing concerning faith for a very long time and when the subject changes, we'll call it something else. Okay? So it can become healing at seven. It can become prosperity at seven. It can become ministry at seven. Anything at seven. All right, so Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Ephesians 2, 8. We're going to be sharing on faith. Faith. Say faith. Faith is important, you see, because faith is the number one thing that is needed in the kingdom of God. I'm sharing concerning the, the necessity of faith, the absolute necessity of faith. That's what I'm sharing on this evening, the absolute necessity of faith. Say the absolute, the absolute. necessity of faith hallelujah faith is too important now this scripture lets us know the embodiment of all the bible this scripture lets us know the embodiment of all the scriptures because of what is written in there it says for by grace for by grace are ye saved. There are two things. It says, for by grace are ye saved. Through faith, by grace are you saved through faith. Every single thing that we need for our lives has been provided for. There is nothing that you need in your life that has not yet been provided for by God. Nothing. All the money that you ever need in your life has been provided for by God. All the healing and the health that you ever have in your life has been provided for by God. All the businesses you will ever have or own in your life has already been provided by God. There's absolutely nothing that has not been provided for through grace. The Bible says that Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Jesus came with grace. Now what does it mean? Everything that you need. Everything that you need. Tell you about everything that you need. Has been provided for. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For by grace I is saved. Through faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. For instance, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, 2, and 3. Look at 2 Peter 1 to 3. Sometimes you have people praying for healing. God, heal me. God is not going to heal you. God healed you in Christ long ago. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as you have people praying, God, give me money. I need money. Brothers and sisters, 
God is not interested in giving anybody money. God is not sitting on the throne of giving money. Please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Let's read from verse 1. I said verse 1, isn't it? From verse 1. Simon Peter, servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Next verse, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3. According as his divine power has given us, did he say is going to give us? Has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. His power, he says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things. So Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, what he did, made provision for all things. Everything. I don't know what your need is. But everything you need, mark my words, I'm not joking with you. Everything you need has already been provided for. Everything. Not some things. Not some things. Everything. Tell me about everything. Are you surprised? Everything. Your marriage. It's settled long ago. It was settled in Christ. Your health. It was settled in Christ long ago. Your well-being was settled in Christ long ago. Your prosperity was settled in Christ long ago. Hallelujah. Now it's a serious matter. Very serious matter. Settled in Christ long ago. Look at Ephesians 1.3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Are you born again? If you are born again, these scriptures are applied to you. This, this, these are scriptures for you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. He's not going to bless us. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly place in Christ. So there's no blessing again that is going to bless you with. Everything has been made ready through something called grace. Grace is the action of God. Grace is the work of God. Grace is what God has done. So God has done what he's supposed to do. He did it long time ago. Now remember, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, he says that to wit that God was in Christ, okay, reconciling the world unto himself. And he says, and all things of God who has reconciled us, us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespass unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. This is God's word. God has reconciled the world to himself. And he did it in Christ. God did his work. And he did his work in Christ long ago. He's not going to do it. Not, God is not doing anything. Hallelujah. God is not doing anything. God has already done it. First Peter chapter 2, verse 23. 1 Peter 2.23. Ask your neighbor, what do you need in life? Can I hear what some of your needs are? What are you looking for? You want to marry. He wants to marry. What else? You want money. Too much money. Uh-huh. What else? You want to sponsor the gospel. That, that is money as well, isn't it? What else? You want to have grandchildren. You want to see your godly children. Godly children. I thought you said you wanted to have grandchildren. Godly children. What else do you want? <laughs> you want to live in health, isn't it? You want what? Wisdom. You want to excel. Wow. You want to fulfill the will of God for your life. Look at this. It says, Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he suffered not. He's, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteous. He's talking about Jesus. He says, when Jesus suffered, he didn't revile. When he, when he was revived, he did not, when he was insulted, he didn't insult back again. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Next verse. Verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins, these are things that God has done. 
So right now, sin is not a problem. Why? Because Jesus is the cure to sin. Who being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. Ye were healed. By whose stripes ye were healed. By whose stripes ye were healed. Hallelujah. So healing has already occurred. Taking place. Now, there are certain scriptures that let you know that things have actually already happened. Okay? Now, what, what, what is that material? What can make you have the experience of what God has done in Christ Jesus already? What is that thing? What is that? What do you need? Because if you look at yourself, you realize you still have needs. But then God has done all that he's supposed to do. So what will make you get your needs fulfilled or your needs met? You may have a need of healing. You may have a need of finances. You may have a need of uh, uh, greatness. You may have a need of various needs. The material, okay, for converting things that God has already done into your experience or for you experiencing what God has already done is called faith. That is why Faith is the most important subject in the kingdom of God. It is the most, listen to what I said. I said faith is what? The most important subject in the kingdom of God. Why? Because without faith, you cannot access anything. You cannot even access the kingdom of God. You cannot access anything in the kingdom of God. Nothing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Without faith, you cannot believe the word of God. <laughs> Listen, faith is a foundation for everything. What we just read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says that for by grace are ye saved. By grace, I, salvation has been made ready, has been provided for by grace. Grace is God's work. God has worked and provided salvation. But how can you experience that salvation? He says through faith. Now, salvation is not only being taken away from the kingdom of darkness and brought to the kingdom of light. But salvation has to do with deliverance from everything. Okay? It has to do with health, healing, strength, prosperity, everything. The Greek word is soteria. So, that's why I said this is a summary of what has happened in the New Testament. This is a summary of the Bible. For by grace, by grace, by the action of God, by the activity of God, are you saved? That's the truth. But how do you experience it practically for yourself? Through faith. Through faith. Nothing can be done in the kingdom of God without faith. It's not possible. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. So we have to spend time on faith. We have to spend time on it. We have to talk about faith more. That's why I'm doing these meetings. You know, just a few minutes ago, maybe about an hour ago, I was just, you know, praying and preparing to come and come and share the word of God with you. Then I had a vision. In a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, just a small, whatever, period. I can still see it now. I was sitting in, in, my, in my bed, on my bed, with my Bible reading. Then my eyes opened, and I saw a door. I was telling my wife, I saw a big door opened and I saw me entering that door and on the other side of the door the side I was on was darker was darker but then on the other side of the door was a very bright light very bright with green stuff green plants the whole place was green with mountains very beautiful with a stream of water flowing Wow. And I just, I just felt that what I'm going to be sharing with you is the opening for all of us. Into, because that, that signifies goodness, prosperity, beauty, joy. And it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Because without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God. Listen, everything that we see was framed by the word of God. And God did it by faith. Let's look at, I said Hebrews chapter 11, isn't it? Let's read from verse 1. 
I think it will help us. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Look at it. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Next verse. For by it, by faith, the elders obtain their good report. You will obtain a good report. By what means? By faith. Not by any other means. Not by righteousness. Not by grace. Not by faithfulness. Not by seed sowing. By faith. Because you can sow your seed without faith. You can do a lot of things, good things without faith. Yeah. And you will not get anything. Look at James chapter 1. From verse 5. My brethren, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. And it shall be given him. Have you seen it? He says, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask God. That gives to all men liberally and abradeth not. Or does not differentiate between anybody. And it shall be given unto him. Next verse. But let him ask in faith. So you can ask, but not in faith. That's the problem with a lot of Christians. A lot of Christians are asking for things, but there's no faith in what they're asking. They are not asking it in faith. It's not about the ritual of prayer. It's about understanding exactly what you're doing. Putting some principles to work. Do you see? Putting some principles to work. It is not every car that can take you to Accra. It's a car, but it's not every car that can take you to Accra. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are special cars that can go. Yeah. You see. So without faith, he says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavered is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Next verse. For let not that man think he shall receive anything. Anything. You know, initially he was discussing wisdom, isn't it? But now he says that, let him not think. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. This is the problem. It's general. Anything. There's nothing you can receive from the Lord. There's nothing you can have access to without faith. It is an absolute necessity in the kingdom of God. Absolute. There's nothing. So the earlier you make an attempt to understand faith, this subject called faith, the better it is for you. Hallelujah. The earlier you make an effort to understand. That is why this meeting should be the number one most attended meeting. <laughs> because you need this information. Why? Romans chapter 10 verse 17. How does faith come? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, he says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, the word of God we are preaching is, on, is specific on faith. Not on something else. Because if you are listening to something else, it brings you faith. So long as it is the word of God. But this one is the word of God on faith. Hey. I don't know why you would want to miss it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everything has been provided for. Everything. Everything. But how do I access it? Go back, Hebrews chapter 11, verse, verse, we're in verse 2. For by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. He says the things that we are seeing today were not made of things which appear. All the things that we can see, the, the heavens, the, the earth, the trees, the, and everything came out of the things that do not appear. It says through faith, we understand that the worlds, the word world is aeon, the ages, all the ages that have come were framed by the word of God. God exercised faith for things to work. God exercised faith to do the things that he did. God exercised faith to bring the world into existence. An exercise faith to bring Adam into existence. An exercise faith to do everything. Everything we see in motion is in motion because of something called faith. God's faith. It's called the God kind of faith. Wow. So there's nothing. He says you, you will not receive anything. That's why a lot of Christians are struggling for nothing. What a lot of Christians say is faith is actually not faith. It's called mental assent. 
you assent to the truth with your mind. It is true. Oh, it is true. But it's not like that. It's not supposed to be like that. Faith comes from the heart. Faith is of the heart. Faith is of the heart. Faith is not of the mind. It's of the heart. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 9. That if thou shalt, let's read from verse 8 so that we understand it. It causes the word of faith, which we preach. But what's here that the word is nine thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach in thy mouth and in thy heart. The word of faith which we preach. Next verse. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe where in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It is a heart thing. It is not a mind thing. Faith is a heart thing, not a mind thing. In other words, if, if the thing has not entered you, okay? Don't, it's not faith. Because faith is not just about mouth. Faith is about doing as well. If it is in your heart, you will do it. I just know what I'm talking about. We are practitioners of the word. Faith practices the word. Faith does what? Practices the word. Faith does the word. If it is faith, you will do it. You will do what the word of God says you should do in that particular circumstance. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will not just say with your mouth. You will say with your mouth. It's called, you see, say with your mouth and doing is called profession. It's called professing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it's not just talking with your mouth, but talking with your mouth and doing in the circumstance you find yourself in. And without faith, nothing can happen. Faith is what brings beauty into your life. Just imagine, just think about the, the beauty and the color that came into Daniel's life when he came out of the den of lions. Alive. Just try and put your mind to it. How do you think everybody around was, was behaving? Differently, because this is a different person. It's different. What made him different? Faith. Faith. How about the three Hebrew boys? They marched out of fire, unbent, unscathed in any way. So faith is what confers beauty upon your life. Yeah. Faith is what gives you victory. First John chapter 5, verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Without faith, you cannot overcome the world. Without faith, you cannot be a champion. You cannot be the king that God has designed for you to be. Obviously, he has made us kings and priests unto himself. How, how do you enjoy your kingship? Through faith. First John 5, 4. Look at it. First John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Why? Because whatsoever is born of God has faith. You see, whatsoever is born of God has faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure. Of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, what you do with that faith makes all the difference. Makes all the difference. What are you going to do with that faith? Faith is an absolute word, necessity. What is my subject for today? The absolute necessity of faith. Without it, nothing can be done. And I'm showing you that by faith, even the world we are living in now, you yourself were made by faith. God had to have faith. What is faith? I don't see it, but I believe it. Why? Because God said it. Because God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. That is faith. That is faith. God said prosperity is mine. Whether I see it with my eyes or not makes no difference. I believe that prosperity is mine. <laughs> Whether I see it or not, makes no difference. Whether my circumstances confirm it or not, makes no difference. Why? Because God's word says it to me. I believe God's word, that is enough. 
I don't care about what is happening around me, makes no difference. My confession and my action will not change. Do you understand? Hebrews chapter 11. I want to show you something. I'm showing you it's an absolute necessity. Look at verse 6. Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why? For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, you cannot relate with God without faith. You cannot have the reality of God without faith. You need faith to have the invisible become visible for you. Because it is invisible. How many of you have seen God before? With your physical eyes. But how many of you have felt the presence of God before? How do you feel the presence of God? By faith. You feel the presence of God by faith. What is faith? I have not seen with my physical eyes. But I believe that it is there. It is true. It is there. Since that particular thing is what overcomes the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Just imagine the beauty that came into Peter's life when he was walking on the water. By what means did he use to walk on water? Faith. So we need to understand it. We need to understand it. We need to understand how it works. I don't know if you are interested in understanding how it works. That is what this meeting is for. And I'm hoping to preach for six months continuously on faith. Every evening, six months, every Sunday evening. Now, I want you to jump to verse 32. Hebrews 11, 32. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. Now, all these people did great things in the kingdom of God. Great things. They wrought great, magnificent things. How did they do it? Look at the next verse. Who through faith, through faith, they went through faith, not through their strength. They went through faith, not through the numbers they had. They went through faith, not through the confidence they had in some of the strategies they had, the influence they had. No, by faith, through faith. Who through faith subdued kingdoms? I see you subduing kingdoms. How? Faith. <laughs> One day, Kreflodala went to Bishop Oedipo's place in Nigeria. Bishop Oedipo was taking him around. Then he said, how do you do all these things? Then he said, oh, faith. Faith. Then Kreflodala said, faith? He said, yes, faith. Faith. It is faith that takes someone from the back side of the desert. You see, God can choose you, but if you don't, if you don't put your faith to work in following God, you need faith to follow God. <laughs> you need faith to follow God. You need faith to hear from the Spirit. Without faith, you, you can't hear from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Nothing is possible without faith. It says, through food, through faith, subdued kingdoms. They wet wrought righteousness. They obtained promises. Wow. They stopped the mouths of lions. Has your father done that before? Only faith. Faith is what can help you subdue. Obtain promises. They quenched the violence of fire. He's talking about the three people I was talking about. Not fire service. They used faith to quench. Hey. Exploits. Say exploits. Exploits cannot be done in, in, in absentia of faith. It cannot be done. How many want to have exploits? Do exploits. Bible says, they that believe in their God shall what? They shall do exploits. How do you do exploits in the kingdom? Through faith. Faith. Faith is what changes HIV positive to negative. Yeah. Faith. Faith. They quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong. They waxed valiant in fights. They waxed valiant in fights. Out of weakness, they were made strong. Out of their weakness, they, in their weakness, they decided that we will believe in God, we will trust in God, we will have faith in God. No matter what we are feeling now, we will believe in God. We will act on what God has said. Gideon was hiding at the back side of the desert. 
When the angel of the Lord came to speak to him, the Bible says he believed in what the angel was saying. And because of what the angel was saying, it became his experience. He moved and did what the angel was saying and he had victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So no matter what is happening around you, there's nothing you can achieve. That's basically my message for today. So that you have it in your mind that this is what I need. Because you may think that you need something else. I want to show you that this is what you need. Without this, nothing else is going to work. Nothing else is going to work. Nothing else is going to work. For by grace I saved. But it is your experience through faith. You can cry for money. Brother, it's not going to, nothing is going to happen. Okay? You can cry for healing. People are crying. Oh, people are crying. Let me show you a scripture. Acts chapter 14. Let's read. Let's read from verse uh, verse 4. Acts 14 from verse 4. But the multitude of the city was divided, and part held with the Jews, and part with the apostles. Next verse. And when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them, Next verse. That is Paul and his company. They were made aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derby, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lieth round about. Next verse. And there they preached the gospel. And there sat a man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb. This is a dead, terrible situation. It's a hopeless situation. Hopeless situation. Now, that is the experience of many Christians. Hopeless situations. You can have a hopeless, you wonder, is anything going to happen? Sometimes you look, you look around, you wonder who, where help is going to come from. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You look around you. You add two and two. You can calculate. You are the best in the family. You are the best in, in the family. Wow. You are the highest. Everybody's looking up to you. Meanwhile, you are also looking up to some, looking to look up to somebody. Wow. Hopeless. The guy was impotent in his feet from his mother's womb. He has never walked. Never walked. I mean, no matter who you are, you cannot make somebody walk just like that. Have you tried it before? No, you cannot just make somebody walk just like that. And there was such a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Never. The same heard Paul speak. That guy heard Paul speaking. Who steadfastly beholding him. Steadfastly. The guy was steadfastly beholding Paul. And perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. The guy had faith to be healed. Why? Because he was hearing the word. And as he was hearing the word, he was receiving it with his heart. Eager. If this thing is true, I can stand up. I can walk. The guy had faith. The Bible says that Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. Faith is a responsibility that cannot be borne by another person for you. Another, your neighbor cannot bear your responsibility of faith. It's a responsibility that you must bear. Because you don't need your legs for faith. Neither do you need your hands for faith. Neither do you need your brain for faith. All you need for faith is your heart. And everybody has a heart. The guy was listening attentively with his heart. And Paul, perceiving that he had faith to be healed, look at the next verse, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Nobody touched him. He leaped and walked. Why? His hopeless situation was changed. How? By faith. By faith. So no matter what hopeless situation is around you, the means of you having change is not through pastoral counseling. It's not through pastoral counseling. Did you hear what I said? It's not through what? Pastoral counseling. It's not through giving you money. Listen, get out of that. Get out of that particular level of belief that someone will help me. Someone will. No. And then you calculate, this one, this one, this one will give to me. 
Get out, tell me, but get out of that. It will not get you anywhere. The Bible says, curse is the man who maketh flesh his arm. You understand? If you, if you are into making people, including this church, your arm, your dependence, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Don't start a project with the church in mind, oh, that the church will help me. It's a mistake. You have made a very big mistake. That's not why we are here. <laughs> we are not an NGO. We are not an NGO. What are we? We are a point of contact for you to receive faith. Yeah. It is called the pillar and the ground of the truth. Paul said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. You will walk. You will walk in your life. Without faith there, there is no future in your future. There is no future in your future. There is no future in your future. That is the only thing that will cause you to stand upright on your feet on every side of your life. It's an absolute necessity. Absolute. God cannot help you. Look at Mark chapter 6. God cannot help you without faith. God cannot help you. Listen to what I said. God cannot help you without faith. God cannot help you without faith. God cannot help you without faith. Mark chapter 6 verse 1. God cannot. It is an absolute necessity. An absolute necessity. An absolute necessity. One day two blind men were following Jesus. They followed him all through town. He didn't say anything. They followed him all through town. I mean, how can, how can you be wicked like that? Begging him. To, they were begging throughout. Please open my eyes wise. Please. Please. Jesus didn't say anything. When he got home, he turned to them and said, do you believe that I'm able to do what you are telling me to do? Do you believe? It's a requirement. Without faith, he can't do anything for you. Even the mercy of God must be received by faith. <laughs> God's mercy must be received by faith. Because if God has, because God has given us mercy. But if you don't take it actively by faith, if you don't access it by faith, you will kill yourself because you think that God has not forgiven you. A lot of people have, you see, suicide is as a result of not thinking that you have been forgiven for whatever it is that you have done or have not done. Hallelujah. And Jesus went from thence and came into his own country and his disciples followed him. Next verse. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogues. In the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished. They were amazed, saying, from whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this? What wisdom is this? Which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. The guy was doing mighty works. Jesus had come to the town packaged with healing, with power. He, he was carrying power. Remember, Jesus always had the power of God working in him. Always. One day he was, in, he was on his way to go and heal Jairus' daughter. On his way, a woman who was bleeding, who had been bleeding for 12 years, came and touched him by faith. Other people were touching him, but nothing happened. This woman came to touch him by faith. The Bible says, for she said in her heart. I said, faith is a hard thing. It's not a mind thing. It's not mental assent. I'll explain this next week more. It's not mental assent. I'll show you what it means when you are mentally assenting to something. And what it means when you are really believing with your heart. She said in her heart, for she said in her heart, if I made but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she came to do what she said in her heart. She didn't sit down and say it there. She came to do. Listen, doing is important though. Doing what you are saying is important. You can't say I'm the righteous of God and not be doing righteousness. <laughs> because what you are building will crumple. You are, you are building something, but it will crumple, it will break. Matthew chapter 7, verse, verse 21. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter. Next verse, verse 22, 24. Great. Therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him Unto a wise man. Who's about that? Word? Hear these sayings of mine and do them. This is faith. How does faith come? 
hearing. But hearing brings faith. If you don't put your faith in action, you won't get anything. If you don't do what God is saying to do. <laughs> it's a joke. Therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Next verse. And the rain descended. There are rains in life that descend. It says, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. It beat upon that house. And it fell not. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. It is faith that drives your roots deeper into God. But the guy who just hears and is not a doer, he says he builds his house on a sand. The same experience will happen, but his house will fall. And grace shall be that fall. Don't expect to get anything from God without faith. Don't expect to get anything from God without faith. Don't expect to receive anything from God without faith. Don't expect to have anything happening around you without faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. I hope the message is clear. Yeah. Focus. There's nothing achievable in the kingdom of God. Nothing. And you have been born into the kingdom. You cannot achieve anything without faith. It's not possible. So Jesus goes to his own hometown, Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Preaches, preaches to them. And the Bible says that he could dare do no mighty work. He couldn't do. Meaning that Jesus tried. Mark chapter 6, please. Verse 3 now. Go to verse 3. He says, it's not this the carpenter. When they saw, they saw him, they said, it's not this the carpenter. The son of Mary. They furnished us with the names of Jesus' brothers. If it wasn't them, we wouldn't have known Jesus' brothers. The son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us. See, they made us know that Jesus had sisters. And they were offended at him. In other words, they despised him. They did not honor him. They did not believe in him. Look at the next verse. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and his own house. Next verse. And he could dare do no mighty work. He could dare do no mighty work. Why? Save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Next verse. Next verse. And he marveled. God was shocked. Jesus was shocked to the bone. He marveled because of their unbelief. Their unbelief. He marveled. He was shocked. Why? Because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. I'll show you scriptures that to show you that you could have faith and have unbelief at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll show you how to take unbelief out of your spirit so that your faith can work. Yeah. Are you seeing how important faith is? Let me show you some more scriptures. You can't be saved without faith. I've told you, right? You can't live for God without faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Faith is an absolute necessity. Absolute necessity. You cannot live for God without faith. You can't. For therein is the right. Paul said from verse 6, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe, okay, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Then, says, for therein in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Without faith, you cannot live in the kingdom of God. I've told you, you cannot live in the kingdom. It's not possible. You cannot live and exist in the kingdom of God. It's not possible. It's not going to work. Because the kingdom of God is invisible. It cannot be seen with the eye. It cannot be seen with the eye. So it is, you cannot relate it with physically. You can't. Jesus said the kingdom of God is not here, nor there. The kingdom of God is in your heart. It's in your heart. It's not, it's not, it's not out there. It's within you. It's inside are you in the church? Yes, yeah. So without faith, you can't. This the just shall live by faith. The just, my righteous one, shall live by faith. Without faith, you cannot live in the kingdom of God. There's nothing you can do in the kingdom. You cannot breathe in the kingdom of God. You cannot eat in the kingdom of God. 
You cannot exist in the kingdom of God without faith. So it is an absolute necessity. Absolute necessity. Absolute necessity. That guy had his life changed. His destiny was altered completely at once. How? Faith. One day Jesus was sitting in his house. Preaching the word. The power of God was present to him. One guy who had been lame from his mother's womb. The Bible says that he was paralyzed from his mother's womb. He was suffering from the palsy. That means paralysis. He told his, his friends, listen, I have faith. I have faith that this man can get me healed. Carry me. He didn't have hands. He didn't have legs. But he told them, carry me to that meeting. That was his faith. And when they carried him to the meeting and got there, they realized that the place was full to the brim. They couldn't go anywhere. He told them, climb the building. Open the roof and put me down. The Bible says that when Jesus saw them, he saw their faith. Jesus, faith can be seen. Jesus saw their faith. Oh, I, I don't know if you know the scriptures I'm talking about. Mark 5. Yeah, it's true. Mark chapter 5. I think from verse 12, I think. When he saw their faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. <laughs> you cannot live in the kingdom of God. You know, like sometimes you hear someone say, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And then you wonder, how did the Holy Spirit talk to you? The way the Holy Spirit talks to you is by faith. You need faith to hear the voice of God. What, what am I talking about? You need to be educated with the word of God concerning how to hear the, the voice of God. And when you believe what the word of God says, it becomes your experience. I don't know if you're getting me. It becomes your experience. Matthew 4, rather. Mark chapter 2, verse 4. Mark chapter 2, verse 4. The one in Mark is better. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they laid down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Next verse, verse 5. When Jesus saw their faith, when he saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Next verse. The final thing is that the guy stood up. He didn't touch him. The question is not whether God can do anything or not. The question is whether you have faith. Do you have faith? Do you believe that I'm able to do these things? Do you believe that I'm able to do these things? Do you believe that it has been provided for you and that all you need is faith? You cannot walk the Christian walk without faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. Without faith, you cannot walk the Christian walk. You cannot exist. First of all, you cannot live, for the just shall live by faith. Secondly, you cannot walk without faith, for we walk by faith. Do you see? Yeah. We walk by faith and not by sight, not by sensory perception, not by what our senses is telling us. But like I said, this is the most important subject we can, you can think about the absolute necessity let not that man think I've intentionally decided not to move but to dwell on these things what I'm telling you now because I want you to get it here there's no association that will get God to answer you the fact that associated to someone who has faith does not mean that you have faith it's no association it's personal. It is your responsibility. And the earlier you accept it as your responsibility, the better. It's not by association. It's not by how long you can plead with God. No. There are people who are prayer puppets and are suffering in life. Why? Because they have not learned the key of faith. No matter how much you pray, no matter how hard you pray, the key it's faith. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be that removed and be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt it in his heart, but shall believe that those things he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever things he said. Mark chapter 11 verse 22. He shall have whatsoever he said. Whosoever. It is personal. It's not group. It's not a group thing. It's personal. It's personal. Tell me about it's personal. It's an absolute necessity for your life. 
I'm, I'm your pastor. How do I move forward? I don't, I don't move forward by, I move forward by faith. By faith. By faith. How do I know the church is going to grow? By faith. I believe it in my heart. I know it in my spirit. I know it, can, it, can't, it can't but happen. And nothing and no one can stop it. There's only one fight every believer has. Only one fight. There's no fight between us and demons. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Look at it. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Kila daso kili brashe. Oamimi kade. Velo grosho. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He didn't say for we fight not against flesh and blood. He says we wrestle not. Wrestling has to do with trying to keep someone at one place. But fight is a, is a match to death. A wrestle match and a fight is not the same. A war and a wrestling match is not the same. When he came to demons, he says, we wrestle not against principalities and powers, but against the rulers of darkness of the world, against the spiritual wickedness of, in high places. It's, a, it's, it's there, it's true. There's a wrestling match between us and them. Their job, they want to keep you at one place. But there's one fight. You see, we've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. It's the truth. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Look at Colossians 1, 11 and 12. I mean, we, we, when it comes to the work of you should know your absolute mastery over demons and darkness and the power of darkness. We have absolute mastery. We are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Without faith, you will not believe it. And hence, you will not be able to act that out. It is faith that makes you believe that what believes what God has done. Strength with mind according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Verse 13. Who has delivered us? He's not going to do it. He has delivered us. He has done it. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He has translated us. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness? So the power of darkness cannot destroy us in any way. What they can destroy is your faith. What did Jesus say to Simon? Simon, Simon, Satan has sought to sift you. He says he has desired you that he might have you. Look at that 22. There's only one thing the devil seeks to destroy in your life. He seeks to destroy your faith. If he destroys your faith, he can destroy every other thing in your life. That's all. That's all he's after. So hold on to your faith. Don't let anyone and anything take it from you. Hallelujah. Luke 22, 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan. Say Satan. Satan has desired to have you. That he may sift you as wheat. Look at the next verse. But I have prayed for you. For what purpose? So that the prayer is for this purpose. So that your faith fail not. Because that's the aim of the devil. To make your faith fail. There's nothing else. To make your faith fail. It is called the fight of faith. There's only one fight we are involved in. The fight of faith. First Timothy chapter, chapter 6, right? First Timothy chapter 6. Verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. It's a fight. Tell everybody it's a fight. It's a fight to keep in faith, to stay in faith. Unmoved, unshifted. That is the fight. Oh. That is why it is the absolute necessity. <laughs> that is the only thing that the devil seeks to take away from you. Your faith. Your faith. Simon, Simon. Satan has desired to have you, that he may sit you as sweet. But I've prayed for you, that your faith fail not. That your faith fail not. That your faith fail not. Because if your faith fails, it will get you. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Because eternal life is not seen. And eternal life is the beginning. It's the first gift that God gives to us. Yeah. You receive it by faith. That is, that is where it starts. It says lay hold on eternal life. Don't let it go. Because your feelings will tell you that eternal life is not real. It's not real. Because you will not feel it. You can't see it with your eye. It's not something you can experience. But through faith, you can experience it. My little children, these things write down to you. That you might know that you have eternal life. That you might know that you have eternal life. 
Why? Because your mind can eat it. You can think that, oh, I don't really, I don't know if these things are true. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. That's why faith is a shield that you need. To quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Why? Because all the fiery darts of the enemy are meant for your, for your faith. To destroy your faith. To go beyond your faith. Without faith, every, you are exposed. Everything else is exposed. Your righteousness is exposed. Your head is exposed. Your feet is exposed. Everything about you is exposed. Without faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art called. Yeah. It's an absolute. Without it. We can't do it. Nothing can be done. Nothing can be done. Nothing can be done. And has professed a good profession. You see? He says, and has professed a good profession. Before many witnesses. It's a profession. There's a slight difference between profession and confession. Profession is confessing and, and doing. Saying and doing. Saying and doing. Hallelujah. See, I'll never fail in my life. You see, as I've been talking to you like this, it's called the ministry of the word. The Holy Spirit has been ministering to you. Giving you faith. Giving you faith. You have faith. Yeah, you have faith. As I've been talking to you, faith has been coming to you. Faith, is faith coming by what? By hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Hearing by the word. As I've been talking to you, faith has been coming to you. Faith has been coming to you. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with your faith? Listen, I said without it, nothing is. It's not, nothing is possible. You can beg. You can cry. You can do everything. But it won't work. It won't work. Do you know there were people in Jesus' meeting who, could not, who couldn't get healed? They didn't get healed. Why? No faith. They don't believe it. Is it even true? What if I stand up and something happens to me? What if my leg breaks? What if it gets worse? Fear cripples them. Yeah, previous people have not started because is it really, is it something that can really happen? Yeah. Is it something that can really happen? That this church should not be existing. I had to move by faith. Let's do it to work. Especially when we're not seeing anything. If you knew how the church started, if you were there, you wouldn't have joined the church. You would have insulted us and left. It's the truth. It's the truth. When there was nothing, some people believed. Faith. We believed when there was nothing. Faith. Say faith. Faith. Hmm. You can't receive anything from God. Wow. Are you surprised? Are you surprised? So every now and then you need to tighten your boats of faith, your boats and nuts of faith. It's a subject you should never leave. No matter what we are doing, you should never leave that subject. Because without that, you cannot have any other subjects working. <laughs> you need to have faith to believe that you are, the, you are truly the righteousness of God. That sin is truly cancelled in your life. <laughs> If you are trying to feel it, you will not feel it. It's not a feeling. Remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. Absolute necessity. Nothing can be done. Nothing. You cannot receive anything from God without faith. You cannot do anything in God without faith. You cannot do anything. You cannot exist without faith. Is it a good word you heard? It's absolute necessity. Like if you don't know it, you will surprised. You will think that you need something else. Like, you need to do something. We need to, maybe we need to visit somebody. <laughs> Let me share a story with you. Pastor Chris, when they, were, they started a ministry and got to a certain point, they needed money for the ministry. And one man from somewhere came to tell them that he would give them money. He was living up north in Nigeria. Many hours drive from where they were. They drove there to go and go and take a check. When they went, the man said, oh, they should go and come. So they went and came back after another time. And got a check. When they got the check, the check bounced. And they went back again. They drove in and out about four or five times. Ultimately, the money did not come. That was when he got to know that human being cannot help me. I need to depend on God. Any great man of God or any great person you are seeing do anything is doing it by faith. Is doing it by faith. That is why we don't ask for money when we meet them. 
It is small wisdom to ask for money. It is an African foolish mentality to ask for money when you meet a rich man. That is not what you need. That's not what you need. You need to see what he's doing so that you can have faith enough for what he's doing. That's all. It's faith. Faith in the Holy Spirit. Faith in God. The Bible says, except God builds the house, they labor in vain who build. Isn't it? It is vain to, to, to sleep, to wake up at dawn and sleep late. Because he gives his beloved what? Sleep. You, you don't need that. What you need is faith. Okay? Except the Lord builds the house. Except God builds the house. They labor in vain. Now, how do you get God? Without faith. It's impossible to please God. Isn't it? So you can, you can quote that scripture this way. Except faith. Eh? Except faith builds the house. They labor in vain. Who build it? Because you need faith in God for God to do anything around you. So people are laboring in vain, moving up and down, laboring in vain, going and coming. So learn it quickly. You don't need people. You need God and his word. Sit down. Have a banquet with the word of God. What am I not getting? What am I not catching? Next week I'll define faith for you in various ways. Okay? Yeah. What am I not getting? What am I not catching? That is the problem. It is not seeing people. Stop looking at people. Stop looking for people. Faith is what to bring people. Hmm? Faith is what will bring people. Can Hagen say something? He said that one day God told him that he should give his plane out. The plane was worth about $180,000 in 1981. You know 1981? Long ago. And his wife confirmed it. That's oh, She also had heard it from God. Now, it's by faith. It's by faith. To hear from God is by faith. He said, oh, I also heard it from God that we should give it that. So they gave the plane out. In faith, not even knowing what to ask for in return. Their faith is obedience. So they just obeyed God and gave it out. Then God told them, give out your nicest car. And they gave out their nicest car. Two months later, Someone called and told them that God is leading him to give them $500,000 in 1981. Half a million dollars. What they had given up was not up to $200,000. Faith. It's called faith. Faith is what draws people to do what God will have them do in your life. David had nobody. David had nobody. Remember, he says that David did the things he did by faith. He says by it, the elders. That is what the elders used to obtain a good report of. Not, not any other thing. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. By this particular thing called faith, everyone who has ever existed in the kingdom of God obtained a good report. So I don't know why you want to obtain a good report by asking men. By connections. It's not connections. It's not wisdom. It's not natural. It's faith. Okay? It's faith. So settle that in your heart. That is what I need. When something is not working, don't be moving around asking people. Sit down with the word of God. Listen, I need more faith to put my faith to work. I need some confidence to put my faith to work. That is what you need. Not help from somebody. Cancel that. That is how, that is how I'm making it. That's how you are going to make it. Listen, you will make it all. Whether you like, because you have entered this church, you, you have no option. That is why we are doing what we are doing. Yeah, this is God's help. I, I told you, I saw a door open into beauty. Beauty is yours. You will enjoy beauty in your finances, in your life experiences, in your health. Your countenance will not be abated in any way. Your strength will not dim down in any way. As the years go by, so shall your strength also go stronger and stronger. By faith. By faith. The Bible said, by faith, Moses despised all the pleasures that was in Egypt. By faith. And he considered the recompense, the afflictions of Christ, that God's people, a greater reward than those things that were in Egypt. By faith. He saw something higher. Hallelujah. You will not go down. You, listen, I'm talking to the millionaires in, in, in the world. I'm talking to the best people in the world. 
I'm talking to the healthiest bunch in the world. Nobody is dying. We are, we are going to live and live and live and live and live until we are, we are tired. That is what is going to happen. Nobody in this church is, is just is going to die like a chicken. No. You are going to live on and live on and live on and live on. Your health is going to flourish like the palm tree. That is your life. That is your life. You, you have more than enough to be a blessing to the world. Yeah. I'm showing you the key now. It's called faith. So welcome to faith at seven. Receive grace right now. Receive grace. To have that as an absolute knowledge in your life. It is faith I need. If it is not working, it is faith I need. It is the absolute necessity in Christianity. The absolute necessity in the kingdom of God. Without it, you cannot rot, you cannot work righteousness. Without it, you cannot do exploits in God. Without it, you cannot live in God. Receive grace for that knowledge to be screwed into your mind, screwed into your heart. Without it, you cannot have prosperity. Without it, money cannot come. Without it, nothing can come. You can cry, you can weep, you can do everything. Receive grace right now to have that secured in your heart, secured in your spirit, secured in your heart, secured in your spirit. Faith is what I need. Faith is what I need. Faith is what I need. Not help from man. Faith is what I need. Not receiving handouts from people. Faith is what I need. For my vision, for the vision of God to come to reality. Faith in God's word. Faith in God is what I need. It is my absolute necessity. It is my absolute necessity. Receive grace to know that faith is your absolute necessity. Nothing else can work. Nothing else can work. No one else can help. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Receive grace. Father, we receive grace. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.